You are listening to the audio ministry from All Nations Church, Cardiff. Congratulate you all yesterday who were out on the streets reaching out with the love of God in practical ways. Well done. You've touched hundreds of people in this city with the love of God, with a clear message that God loves them. So well done. And thanks to Jez and Danielle for leading that. You're doing a great job. Well done. Oh, man. God is good, isn't he? You know. <laughs> oh, ready this morning. Father. Father, it's great to be in your family. It really is great to be in your family. Lord, and it's a real honor to be able to serve you, just to be able to stand here and talk to your children, Father. Lord, I ask right now, Father, that the words that come from my mouth, let them go deep into the hearts of everybody that's listening. Father, let them capture just something of your wonder, Father. Let them just capture how important they are to you, Lord. Let them leave this room changed this morning by your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 You know something? God really loves you. He really, 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 really does love you. He really does love you. And you know something? He is totally and utterly for you as well. He is. He really is for you. That is great news. You know something? God gets excited when he looks at you. Can you imagine that? God gets excited when he looks at you. He, he, he just, when, wherever you are, he just gets excited because he sees his son in action through you. Yeah? God gets excited when he sees you. You know what else? God is pleased with you. He is pleased with you. You know, he's pleased with you even when you're just breathing. When you're doing nothing else but breathing, he, he's pleased with you. You know, when you were sleeping last night and lying in bed, God was looking at you going, that's my child, I'm pleased with them. What were you doing? You were just breathing. You were pleasing the Lord just by sleeping. Some of you may have been talking in your sleep. Some of you may have been snoring or heavy breathing in the, in the night. But God is pleased with you when he looks at you. He loves a joyful sound, is that right? <sighs> If you're a Christian this morning, you need to be excited because when God looks at you, he doesn't see your old life anymore. He doesn't see your old attitudes anymore. He doesn't see the way that you lived yesterday or the day before anymore. When he looks at you, all he sees is his son and his son he is pleased with. And in being pleased with his son, he is pleased with you because you too are his child. That's great news. But if God is pleased when you're just sleeping and just breathing, imagine what happens when you speak. I imagine in heaven, there are all these angels. They're all looking down, waiting for you to wake up in the morning. And they're getting excited. And they're going, the sons of God, they're going to speak. The sons of God, they're going to speak. They're waking up. They're waking up. Good morning, love. They spoke! They spoke! Hallelujah! They spoke! That's what happens in the heavenlies. You know what? 
Heaven is making a massive noise every time you say an amen, a hallelujah, praise the Lord. Heaven makes a huge noise when you just say, God is good, God is fantastic, God is for me. Heaven's waiting for you to speak. And they are waiting on every single word that falls from your mouth. You know something? There are angels in the room this morning. It's great to arrive in a building where the angels have arrived before the people. Because you know that you're going to have a great morning. And you know what? They're holding their breath. They're like, if they they needed lungs and oxygen and everything else, we don't really know how that was all created for us. But they're like this. In anticipation, watching you. And when you say, great is our God, they sing. Holy, 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 the sons of God, they're speaking. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God Almighty. Heaven is rejoicing. The angels that are in the room, they go, boys, look at this, look at them, they're amazing. All because you speak. All because you speak. We're not just here to sing some songs and hear a nice teaching. You know? We're here. We're, we're here to manifest Christ to the creation. We really are. And that's exciting stuff. You're not just affecting the people around you. You're affecting the things that are unseen. With the words that you say. With the, with the moves that you make. With the footsteps that you take. So when God says, or when I say, God is good, what do you want to do? When I say God is good, what do you want to do? You want to make a noise? You want to shout hallelujah? Okay, let's give that a go. God is good. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Wow, glory. Angels. I'm staying here. That's the introduction done. But what I want to talk to you this morning is about God's glory. Okay, but, so feel free to, to, to shout because uh, as, as we go through this, you're going to see where the glory actually is. I want to give you a big picture of God this morning. I'm hoping that my words can justify just how awesome God really is for you. In fact, we heard already from Psalm 19 that the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. God knew that words could never do it justice. So he created the heavens and said, there you go, they'll speak for me. They'll declare my glory. And this morning, God wants to overwhelm you in glory. And then through you, he wants creation to declare holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Through you, He's going to do that. And we're going to do that by looking uh, in your Bibles, obviously. Uh, We'll turn to Psalm 8, we'll go with today. I want to paint a big picture for you, and and we're going to do that with with Psalm 8. So, are you ready to get a big picture? Good. David got a big picture when he wrote this psalm. David just had a really big picture of God. He knew it. So I'm reading again from the easy-to-read version. Um, It still is a real version of the Bible. Um, It's easy to read, obviously. And it says this, Psalm 8. Lord, Lord our Lord, 
Your name is the most wonderful in all the earth. Amen. Whoa, glory in the room. It brings you praise everywhere in heaven. From the mouths of children and babies come songs of praise to you. You thought your kids were crying when they were babies. They're bringing praise to God. They sing of your power to silence your enemies who are seeking revenge. Your children, your babies are praying and singing praises to the Lord on your behalf. Isn't that great? I look to the heavens you made with your hands. I see the moon and the stars you created. And I wonder, why are people so important to you? Why do you even think about them? What do you care so much about humans? Why do you even notice them? But you made them almost like gods. And you crowned them with glory and honor. You put them in charge of absolutely everything. Everything that you made. You put everything under their control. People rule over the sheep and the cattle and all the wild animals. They rule over the birds in the sky and the fish that swim in the sea. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Your name is the most wonderful name in all of the earth. Isn't that beautiful? I imagine David looking up at this amazing sky, you know, and he's walking around going, wow, wow. Just being caught, I don't know how many of you have ever ever got out of the city into the countryside and been able to look up at a vast sky, yeah? I imagine him sitting there going, wow, huge. Well, let's see if we can bring and capture some of that night sky into the room this morning. Yeah? Let's see if we can do that. Let's see if we can capture some of the awesomeness. Some of the awesomeness that David saw. Is that a word? I don't even know. It didn't come off my spell check. Awesomeness. Okay, so we're going to talk about the sky. And I'm going to bring that night sky and try and bring it into the room for you. Just so that you can capture just how awesome God really is. Are you ready? Okay. I'm not uh, an astronomer, whatever the people are that look at the skies. I'm not one of those type of people, and you know, so I've got these statistics from somewhere. Um, okay. Did you know that with a naked eye on a clear night, you can see between two and three thousand stars? Wow. And most of these stars, from our perspective, are about the size of a grain of sand. Is my sand okay? Let's see if I can just get one of those. I don't know. I could have... Well, there's a lot on there. Okay. But from our perspective, the stars in the sky are just the size of a grain of sand. So I'm going to use a grain of sand as our measure for the stars. Okay. And we're going to go from there and we're going to just see how big and awesome God really is with his creation. Okay. So the nearest star to us is the sun. Okay. And the sun is about 93 million miles away. Wow. That's a long way. But the second grain of sand, the second closest star to us, which is called Proxima Centauri, and that is 4.35 light years away. Well, 4.3 doesn't sound much, does it? Let's see how big a light year is. A light year is calculated at 670 million miles per hour. And there are over, uh, over 8,700 hours in a year. So you can multiply 670 million by 8,700 hours and you've got kind of the distance. <sighs> wow. 
It's more than a tank of petrol, yeah. Although these new cars with blue efficiency might be able to make it. So in order for us to reach the second grain of sand, Proxima Centura, you would need to be traveling at 670 million miles an hour for just over four years just to get there. Now that's a really, really long way away. That's just from the first star to the second star. And we've seen 2,000, two to 3,000 of them in a, on a night. But I give you those measures just to let you know of the gap between stars that are in the sky. Now imagine around that grain of sand that we call the sun, there are other stars. And in between those stars, there are thousands of millions of miles between each one of them. That group of stars is called the Milky Way. Have you heard of that? Yeah. The Milky Way. And uh, you, you, wanna put the, you can put the video on up, actually, just so that you can kind of um, catch along with me. The Milky Way is what we see at night. This is, what the, stars that, uh, this is the sky that David saw. Well, scientists used to believe, oh, let me just give you this interesting fact, to give you a perspective on how many stars are in the Milky Way. If all the, gra- if all the stars were grains of sand and we swept them into a great big pile, we would need a construction dumper truck to carry all the stars that are just in the Milky Way. That's how many stars are just out there that we can see at the moment. A construction dumper truck, you know how big that is? Yeah. You hear them? Imagine that loaded with sand. And each one of those grains of sand represents just one star. That's just in our Milky Way. God is awesome. God is awesome. It's a lot of stars. Well, scientists used to believe that the Milky Way was the totality of our universe. They used to look at it and go, wow, that's it. That's, that's amazing. That's the... The fullness of God. And we're, I'm amazed already that God is that big. Never ever in your lifetime will you ever be able to get from one star to the next star. And yet there is a dumper truck full of stars for us to explore. God is massive. God is huge. And then some guy called Hubble came along. right? And he created this telescope um, that points up. And the, the, the Hubble telescope can see beyond the Milky Way. Suddenly the universe was made a whole lot bigger and it sent back millions of pictures of space. There's that. I think that's just the Milky Way. Now we're getting into the actual rest of the universe. To give you an idea of how big the universe is that we've discovered so far and we've only been able to map a little bit of it, okay, if all the stars that we've seen so far using Hubble, so beyond the Milky Way, were grains of sand. And we grew up, put those grains of sand and we started pouring them into the back of train trucks, yeah, train carriages. And we filled each train carriage with sand. And then we drove those train carriages past you. If we drove them past you at a rate of one carriage per second, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, carriages full of sand, It would take three years for all the sand-filled cars to pass you by. That's a big, 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 big lot of stars. That's a huge amount of stars. All of those stars and galaxies and supernovas and nebula and cosmic wonders, they're all just scattered across the universe like grains of sand. And you know something? God 
put them all there. Every single one of them, he put them all there. And you know how he did it? With just a word. He's huge. He is beyond words. He is massive. He did it all with just a word. We've not even begun to see half of it yet. God is so wonderful. The stars speak of his glory. It is unfathomable. His glory, his majesty, his splendor. It just keeps on going and going. You can stop now because we're going to go into crazy stuff. It's getting deeper and deeper and deeper. I see you all kind of just beginning to... Your eyes are beginning to flicker. Something like the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. But it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I heard a preacher say the other day, it's as if God is willing us to build a bigger telescope so that we can see a little bit more. And when we built, another, when we built a bigger telescope, he goes, come on, build another one. I want to show you something else. You know, this is how big my glory is. Ah, ah, no, keep going. Keep building. Keep getting bigger. And he, he's, he's just willing us on to discover more of his splendor and his wonder and his glory and his magnificence. And he just wants us. And he's doing it just with the sky. Oh, gosh, you are so wonderful, Lord. And that's the sky David was looking at. That's the sky we look at. Let's go back to the psalm. David's looking at this beautiful sky. And it's as though he, just for a moment, he sees himself in this hugeness of creation. And he says this to God. Why are people so important to you? Why do you even think about them? Why do you care so much about humans? Why do you even notice them? It's like he's staring at at the stars and he's realizing that he's not even a speck of sand in the vastness of God's creation. And he's asking God, why are you interested in me? Why are you interested in me? Have you ever wondered that? God, why are you you interested in me, Lord? I know I have. Why why me, Lord? Sometimes, oh, wow, why me, Lord? Why, how? I'm just not even, I'm not even the size of an amoeba in the vastness of creation. But God is interested in you. And here's the answer why. Are you ready? God is interested in you because out of the whole of creation, out of all of his majesty and splendor, out of all of the billions and trillions of miles, you were the only thing that he created to have a relationship with him. Wow! Wow, out of all of that, you were created for a relationship with him. Everything else in creation just reflects his glory. It reflects who he is. But you were made in his image. You were made in his likeness. You were created out of everything else in creation to manifest his glory through a relationship with him. Wow! It doesn't matter how vast how big, how detailed creation is because it can only reflect God to you. But the most amazing thing in all creation is you. Because you were created to contain God's glory through relationship. That big picture up there is inside you. All that amazing stuff out there in creation is nothing 
compared to the unified spirit of man with Christ. Nothing at all. We look up at the creation and go, woohoo, wow, God, you're so amazing. But the whole of creation is looking at you, waiting, willing, watching for the sons of God to manifest Christ's glory in the world. It's all up there reflecting God's glory, but all of it is watching you. It's not perfect. But when you begin to manifest Christ in the earth, creation begins to sing of the glory of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? The glory of the Lord is within you. We just have to let it out. God put all the stars in the sky so that you would go, wow, God, you're so good. Wow, you are wonderful, Lord. Wow, you are so awesome, Lord. And when you are doing that, those words that are coming out of your mouth are manifesting glory into the world. Very quiet. Everything was created for you to declare God's goodness. And everything in creation was placed beneath your feet. Everything in the world, everything, all those stars, even that star in the furthest, 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 one day we'll see it. God's going to take us there and go, you see this one? This one's under your feet. This one you're to rule over. We're going to go, wow, I didn't even know it was there. It is awesome. But there's nothing in creation that can overwhelm us. There's nothing in creation that can overwhelm those who are in Christ. God is so good, isn't he? Keep breathing, everybody. You're pleasing the Lord. Let's have a look at what uh, the rest of David's psalm reads like. It says this about us. But you made them almost like gods and you crowned them with glory and honor. You put them in charge of everything that you made and you put everything under their control. People rule over the sheep and cattle and all the wild animals. They rule over the birds in the sky and the fish that swim in the sea. Lord, our Lord, your name is the most wonderful name in all the earth. Everything in creation has been given to man to rule over. Everything. And we're to rule over it in a perfect union relationship with God. Yeah, Isn't that amazing? He's given you all the authority in heaven and on earth to be able to rule with him because of Christ who lives in you. And we've not even found it yet. Found everything yet. But we rule over it. I read the other week uh, about two guys... There was some TV show about the stars in the sky and they were talking about how you can find planets at home. And uh, these two guys, we'll call them Dave and Barry, um, they had got some data off the internet that Hubble had sent back that plotted all the stars in the sky and they were going through the data and they believed they found a planet, a new planet that they hadn't seen before. And um, they went and they got it confirmed. Yes, the data that they had followed does does, um, uh, confirm that they have found a planet it was in the newspapers. Did you see that? No, you didn't see that? Anyway, this new planet had been discovered like billions of miles away. And these two guys, this was the interesting bit that I read. They said, um, yeah, we get to name it. I thought, that's interesting that they have thought to themselves that they have the right to name a planet. 
I mean, out of all of creation, and, and this, these people will verify that we have found a plant, but we get to name it. You know, anybody else would think that's quite big-headed, unless you know the truth that God has given us the whole of creation to rule over. And so we do have the right to name the planets when we find them. Yeah? That's awesome, isn't it? So we're all going to go stargazing now. Name some planets. Baz and Dave. The planet of Baz and Dave. (laughs) God is so magnificent. Yeah? His glory knows no end. He is bigger. He is bigger and vaster than the universe. He's bigger than what we've seen there. And he's bigger than what we'll ever see after that. He's beyond imagination. And he's beyond knowledge. And he is within you. And it's through you and through your words that God manifests his glory in the earth. It's through you that he does it. Isn't that exciting? Wow, this God of the universe is, is wanting me to speak. And in speaking, his glory is manifest in the earth. Turn to uh, Colossians 1:27, please. That's why the angels are excited. That's why heaven is excited, because you are the people to fill the earth with the knowledge of God's glory. Colossians 1, 27 says this. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you is your hope of glory. The things that we hope for can only be manifested through, who said that? Somebody say, Hebrews 11, we did a whole year on it. Faith. Faith. And faith is executed through a word. If you believe in your heart, that's hope. And confess with your mouth, that's faith. You will be saved, that's manifestation. So in order for the glory of the Lord to be manifest in the earth, the sons of God, that's you and me, that's people who have been born again by the Spirit of God, must speak. And through our words, the glory of God is manifest. Isn't that excited? You can say to the sick, be healed. The word of faith is activated. And the hope that you have in God, the hope of glory, which is Christ, is manifest in the person's body. Healing. That's the power of your word. The unexpected bill comes through the door. You speak the word of faith that all my needs are met. You put the word of faith into action and the glory of the Lord is manifest by the covering of that bill. You've got a powerful tool here. I could go on. I could go on. But you need to know who's in us every day. You know, who is it that's in us every day? Who are we? We have the authority to name the planets. We have the authority to speak to sickness and see it healed in the name of Jesus. We've got to be overwhelmed every day by the glory of the Lord. Wake up going, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm speaking things. And heaven starts rejoicing. And the angels say, I'm walking with you today because I want to hear you speak some more. Speak the word of faith and let your hope 
be manifest. On Monday, I went to a coffee shop. Tea was there, Laurel was there, and this lady came in, and uh, she said, um, "Should I hate Mondays? Mondays are awful." I said, "No, they're not. They're wonderful. Every day's a good day." No, it's not. No, it's not. I said to her, "Well, today's going to be a good day for you." Is it? Is it? Is it really? Yes. Because you said so. Yes. And that was the end of the conversation. I didn't need to go and follow her around to make sure that she was having a good day. I don't need to check things out. But I know that she did have a good day. I'll tell you why. Because God wants the whole creation to see his glory manifest in the earth. And he wants to see it manifest through his sons. So when we speak the word of truth into a situation, we don't need to go and check it out. We just move on. But I'll tell you what happens. When you speak, heaven lets loose with a shout of praise to the mighty one. The angels shout, Lord, did you see that? A truth has been spoken. Hallelujah. Look at that. Wow, it's coming to being. God's glory manifest in the earth. Woohoo! Oh, I can't wait to get there because that's kind of my environment, you know. <laughs> the, earth, the earth is full of his glory because you're in the earth it's full of his glory and when you speak you speak and that glory comes out the glory wow that's God's glory in the words that you're speaking you know what the devil wants to overwhelm you okay he doesn't want you to look at the stars yeah he wants to keep you looking down here okay He doesn't want you to contemplate who you really are because, boy, you are scary. So he bombards you with overwhelming adverts. He bombards you with a financial crisis. He bombards you with celebrity. He bombards you with drugs. He bombards you with sex. He bombards you, bombards you with alcohol. He bombards you with debt. He bombards you with negative press. He bombards you with war. He bombards you with politics. He bombards you with greed. He bombards you with depression. And he bombards you with death. Because he wants to overwhelm you by your external circumstances. He wants to overwhelm you with the realities of living in a fallen world. But you know what God says? Do you know what God says? He says, look up. Look up. Look up. Look up. Whenever it comes your way, look up. I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger than that situation. I can do all things through Christ in me. God says, have a look. Look how big I am. Look how big I am compared to your situation. Look how vast I am compared to that little problem. And listen to this truth. I put it all under your feet already. I put it all under your feet already. So look up. Everything else is beneath you. If you're a Christian this morning and you've lost sight of God and have become overwhelmed by your circumstances, look up this morning. Look up as we worship. Speak the word of faith into your environment. Speak the word of faith 
into your situation. And when we sing, sing joyful words to the heavenlies, to the God who created absolutely everything and beyond. And know that he has placed everything else under your feet. And when you walk out of here, you can hold your head up high and you can say, I am as he is. Over all my circumstances and situations and life. That's how amazing God is. He's taken all of that vastness and he's put it into you and he's given you the authority to use it. We're going to sing now. I can see moms and dads all getting up, but we're going to lift up a praise in this house. The angels are expecting it. I'm expecting it. The heavens expecting it. God expects it. And we're all going to leave here changed. But I want to throw an invite out to you. If this morning you have come and you've just heard about a massive, huge, awesome God and you never realized how big he really was. Well, he is bigger than that. And he's bigger than your circumstance, and he's bigger than your situation. And if you haven't put your trust in him, you can do so this morning. You can do so because he sent his son into the world to die for all the problems and all the sin of the earth. But he rose him again, his name is Jesus, and he's put him as leader over absolutely everything. So if you want to know this awesome, huge God... Look to the person that he has designated as the ruler over everything. His name is Jesus. And if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord this morning, please do so. In the time of worship, just turn to the person next to you and say, I'd like to make Jesus my Lord. And the person next to you is well able to lead you in a prayer. And if you've come on your own, please don't be afraid of talking to the person next to you. They're your friends. They want to lead you that way. But if you want to come to the front and pray with me, I'll be here at the end of the meeting. I'll be around in this area. But God wants you to know that he loves you. He is for you. He is pleased with you. And in doing so, he's placed everything in the world beneath your feet so that you can rule and reign over it. Do you, do you, do you want to worship the Lord? Do you want to sing praises to this big God? Do you want to make a joyful noise into the Lord? Let's stand to our feet. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's give God the glory. Let's give him the honor. Let's give him the praise. He's a big God and he's living. You've been listening to a message from All Nations Church Cardiff. To download other messages, subscribe to our podcast, or find out more about us, log on to www.allnationschurch.org.uk. Thank you.